You're not feeling like yourself anymore. You're not alone. Whether you're concerned about your weight, your energy level, or lack of sex drive, or hormone imbalance, solutions are waiting for you at NAVA Health. With a technology-driven approach, NAVA's medical experts craft custom plans that adapt as you progress, optimizing your health. Start feeling better now at navacenter.com forward slash POD. That's navacenter.com forward slash POD. Or call 855-680-6282. Results may vary. Recorded live. Yes, yes, for the 379th time, we're here on the show called You Can Build It, Your Business. This is Chuck Bartok speaking to you from the banks of the Sacramento River uh, in beautiful Corning, California, the olive capital of the world. Of course, harvest has been over for quite a while. And uh, in fact, in about uh, 20, 30 days, we're going to have a nice bloom of olive blossoms, which drives everybody who has allergies absolutely nuts. (laughs) And, you know, uh, guess what? My wife happens to be one of those people. And it's really fun to live in the middle of olives, and when they bloom, you know, you just can't hardly get away from it. Southeast Wisconsin, would that be James Strauss? Hey, Chuck, how are you doing? I'm doing good. That is you, or is it Colin? I didn't catch the. This is. Is that you, Jim? No, I'm the result of a unique cloning process. Okay, that's Jim. Oh, you smartass. <laughs> oh, we're, we're live. We're live. I gotta watch out. We're live. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, uh, James. I, I uh, with this headset, I, I lose a little bit sometimes in the intonations. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad you joined us. It's a little warmer in Lake Geneva, eh? Warmer than what? Well, warmer than the la- over the weekend when you guys were sitting there, looked like the polar bears. Oh well, this is in southern southeastern Wisconsin. You know, like the rest of the nation, what's happened with the global changes in weather have been not necessarily warmer or colder, but have been what we now call unpredictability. Uh-huh. We just Set a, you know, set a record that ran all the way from the 60s and the length of a cold spell through December and January. And, you know, that's very difficult now for people to accommodate, especially in the retail markets, because in the old days, you know, where heating and cooling were not as efficient, mm-hmm. uh, many times you would go to town just to warm up. And yeah. now people stay in their homes. Stay home, yeah. Because everything is much better, and uh, you know that that's hurt a lot of the retail here because people have not come out, right. and uh, sales is not nearly so much a function of uh, delivery of any kind of a message or even the product so much it's a product of the uh, traffic that you mm-hmm. and uh, when the traffic's down as it has been here, then a lot of these businesses have suffered. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's something that Barbara Grassi, Jim, who is listed here as Florida Tampa Metro, Barbara is the book boss lady. Uh, mm. She living in Florida. She uh, she, she does the Oh, I come it's on, get off my chatty. We're, we're dying. <laughs> We've got socks ready to be put on. Socks ready. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, Barbara. Barbara, when you get a chance and we get off the call, go to Uh Geneva Shore Report on Facebook. Uh Uh, Jim and the newspaper staff have been putting out a live video weather report outdoors uh, in Lake Geneva Geneva for the last couple of weeks. And it is, you know, you you worry about your socks, my fanny, you know, I mean, it's... (laughs) And then... Jim, I don't know if you met him before, but we have Scott Moses from uh, Central and Northern. Well, that's what the geographic area is. And uh, Scott, you just recently published a book, didn't you? Um, no, I, uh, well, no, I published one about a year ago. Okay, um, okay. Yeah, no, it's I have one at the. Um, uh, oh, I'm getting some nice feedback, and um, <laughs> and uh, I got one of the editors right now. Oh, okay. Now, you put your book up on atmysitenow.com, didn't you? I did, yes. Yeah. Yeah, and Barbara's got a book up on atmysite.com. What did I put up? I put up uh, Jay's book, and did I put up the content planner? Yeah, you put two up, I think. Oh, cool. I think you did. 
So, and uh, of course, Gerara, he's getting ready to quit writing. Is that, you know, you, you were talking about that. Let me go back to Gerara. Jim, I don't know if you've met or listened to in the past Gerara King. He's a young man that I met about oh, 10 years ago on this show, or actually our Focus Society show. Uh, at that time, he was living in his car on the streets of Washington, D.C. And since then, how many books have you published, Gerara? I've got six and one coming. One coming, and they're all like huge books that are in universities, classroom, scheduled reading. And Dwyer uh, writes weird things to the average market, but there is a large market who like titles like Transform Your World Through the Power of Your Mind. <laughs> and uh, it really is a great book. And uh, but but you've been with a publisher all this time. I'm glad you're here and and take a minute with us, Gerard, because you have been sharing with me that you have a contract to write so many books, and you're running out of that. You're getting down to your last book. Now, when you signed that contract, did they give you some compensation up front? No. So you didn't get a an advance, correct? No, but like each each new book, I get like a better deal. So-called. A better, yeah. They keep upping the deal. Now you were with a publisher called Author House, who has since been purchased by somebody else. Is that correct? Uh, I can't even go through all the names. Penguin and Random House share it now because when I when I finished this last book. They sent it to these uh, content evaluation people that were, like, ripping it apart. And I'm like, what is this? Because, see, the, when they give, like, when they give, like, Milo and all these other guys a million dollars to write a book, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they're, like, putting, like, our books through the same evaluation process. <laughs> so I was like, that's not fair because I was like, you know, in the early 2000s, y'all were just like a publishing service. And mm-hmm. You get bought out by these big companies, and then you're it holding changes, us. Yeah. You're holding us to the same standards that you're holding, you know, the big people to who have staff, full time staff to help them, you know, perfect stuff. But mm-hmm. you know, well, I, I I had to sign a waiver to have. Um, the project manager take out whatever she wanted or they want like they could uh, take out the guts of your book or yeah they paragraphs. did the book, right. yeah the book you have is not actually <laughs> the real book i right. mean it's, i mean I, I wrote it all but what they did was the legal department and the content evaluators and the people they pay to read the book were like just trashing it so what mm-hmm. happened was the project manager corresponded with them, and they're like, oh, take this out, don't put this in there, and they just, like, butchered the whole thing. But it still came out to be 530 pages. Yeah. And and the the other one that I've been reading recently, uh, your book, Peace in the Midst of Hell, uh, that has quite a bit of interesting history in the CIA and so on in it, huh? Oh, that was uh, that was actually the last book where I was able to speak freely. Okay, so this is pretty much all you then, right? Yeah, peace okay. in the midst of hell. I was allowed to do what I wanted, but uh, okay. this new book, you can't talk like that anymore. Yeah, you can't talk. Like that. <laughs> I love it. I love so it. So they they sent me a list. They sent me a list, and they're like, you can't talk about. Anybody under 18, this and that, and they don't want to hear conspiracies and nothing against the LGBT and no, you know, politicians and law. Can, 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 can you use can you use the color of somebody's skin? Is that permissible? I don't know, but see, that's why society is gone because some things that really need to be said can't be said in this time. So you know, they get what they get. Right. In the next ten years, it's like a lot of high censorship stuff. Like, I don't, you know, agree with like the guy Milo, but he had a. They cut his book because he had a lot of stuff in there that they wanted to take out and stuff. So like they like 
the big companies like rip your whole book apart as if they wrote it. Mm-hmm. And they they they're easily offended about anything. Right, right. I I know Jim, Jim our, our our caller. I mean our caller. My my good friend. Happy fiftieth, uh, Jim Strauss. Uh, has has some has expressed some opinions about a lot of this in the past, and uh, Barbara, you have gone both ways, haven't you? Uh, that sounds. Uh, weird. I beg your pardon. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta watch it. Kalisha said down on it. That would be no. Yeah. Okay. So what I meant was traditional publishing and not not beholden to somebody. Uh, no. Um... I've always I've always done self publishing. Oh, you have. Okay, I thought I don't you... have time for traditional publishers. Okay, okay, interesting, interesting. How about you, Scott? Did did you did you go self publishing or are you with I, a traditional publisher? I went self publishing after I was turned down about sixty times. Okay. So uh, yeah, I went self publishing and and I'm actually not happier because listening to Chihuahua there and um. Half of my book probably would have been cut out. <laughs> <laughs> well, Scott, what, what is your? I mean, I, I, you know, I, I'll give you a chance to talk about your book, uh, the, the book that was published last year. What's the genre, and uh, you know, how did it come about? Oh, it's. Uh, um, it was. It was about thirty years in the in the making. Uh, the the title is called Between Truth and Eternity. Uh huh. The genre is um, it's a futuristic spy thriller romance satire. Okay, <laughs> I love the satire <laughs> side. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, and uh, it, it, it's very politically oriented. It okay. uh, takes place in the future. Um, it's not really sci-fi. There's some sci-fi stuff to it, but. Uh, it's just so futuristic, and to say that it's not politically correct would um, be very accurate. Okay, okay. Now, now, is, is this book the result of some of your personal experiences, or is this totally? Did this totally come to you as a bolt of lightning in your mind? Um, I started it about thirty years ago and uh, wrote one chapter and put it away. Um, there are some life experiences in there. As a matter of fact, my um, my main character goes to visit his parents in Florida mm-hmm. and has a wonderful conversation with them, much like the conversations I've had for, with my parents mm-hmm. over the past 50 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. um, which, um, if you know anything about Jewish families, yeah. you can yeah, you can imagine the conversation. Uh huh. <laughs> um, Were you married at the time? <laughs> did Did you find the great wife by at that time? <laughs> no, no, I'm just. I'm not being. I'm being. I better shut up here. No, 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 no. no. It's okay. It's, it's, you know, but that's part of the conversation. Why are you going to get married? Blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. It's you know. So part of it. Some of it is some of my life experience. Some of it is just my personal thoughts on. Our political system today, mm-hmm. um, good, bad, and different, um, and uh, um, and then there's a lot of satire in there. A lot of the hidden satire, black satire, dark satire, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And um, it's uh, and, and you know purposely not very politically correct. Yeah. Very good. It's uh, my, my my latest book, the one that's at the editors now, is even more um, non-politically correct. <laughs> well, let me ask this question. I know that you recently posted your books on at my site now, and and based on looking at the website, it has been looked at. I mean, I'm not going to say that you've got a million page views or anything, but um, the you're going to obviously self-publish your next book. And how do you feel about, or what do you feel you could improve on the sales of your existing book that's out there? Um, you know, if I only knew then what I know now. <laughs> that's, um, it's, uh, mostly, I think I could probably um, 
invest a little bit more time into both Amazon as well as uh, Facebook and Twitter advertising. Mm-hmm. Are you talking about advertising uh, or just exposing the book? Um. Excuse me? No. Okay. Okay. No, 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 no. Just, uh, uh, that, that was a, a cute little satirical smart-ass film. <laughs> <laughs> you know, exposing the book. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah, probably exposing the book as well as advertising. Okay. Um, I, uh, I mean, I've had to change the cover on it four times. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's, again, if I only knew then, but I know now. Mm-hmm. Now, um, do, do, do you feel a lot of people know who Scott Moses is? No, not at all. Okay. Which brings and, up the point I want to bring the Southeast Wisconsin guy in, who asked me a while back, although he had some great people behind him, you know, what can I do to become... <laughs> I'm not better not say more exposed because his wife would give me, but anyway. And, and, I, and Barbara, of course, has actually a business in consulting with people on, on how to do these things. And I'm wondering, not because I'm not a writer, I'm a salesman, I'm a peddler, I'm wondering if authors are better served focusing a little bit on selling themselves or do what I guess some people say, you know, uh, let people know who you are, why you're there, and, and your background, and, you know, what drove you to doing these things. And that's a rhetorical question. Jim, what are your feelings on that? I don't even understand the question. Thank you. I love Jim. You, Barbara, <laughs> would you explain my question? No, I love Jim. That's all I'm going to say. Okay, well, let, let me rephrase that because I do get convoluted. It's my nature. Um should an author, during the process of writing and maybe publishing, focus more on letting the public know who they are? And it was, do people buy books or do people buy an author? That's the question. Well, you know, the, the, uh, that's very, very much more complicated request for an answer than it is a question. Okay. Um, the uh, the simple fact is that, you know, advertising, branding, exposure, well, these things have been studied for many, many years. Mm-hmm. Of course, technology and the systems for, for allowing that have changed over the years. Uh, the expense of it has risen dramatically with the Internet because now instead of a few million people competing for slots of attention, there are billions competing for slots of attention. Just look at the cost of uh, boosting ads on Facebook. Mm -hmm. You'll quickly, as an author, discover, wow, boy, can you spend a lot of money reaching 100 or 200,000 people only to discover that you only sold a dozen books Mm -hmm. in reaching a couple hundred thousand people because you're not necessarily reaching the kind of people who would be the kind of people who buy your stuff. One of the reasons the the classical publishers exist uh, has been because they know where to take the stuff, where to get the exposure for you, and therefore they can make their money by exposing you in the right places. Now, the other part of your question about which is the thing that you should push most, either the work or the author, him or herself, and their persona. Um, that's a tough one, too, mm-hmm. because uh, many times those same devices are used in the great competition out there to eliminate the competition. Mm-hmm. If your work is a great work, then people will come after you to play you down and and attempt to destroy your credibility in order to take you out of the competition. Or conversely, the person's persona, you know, I don't know, take any of these uh, supposed authors out there, which are mostly ghost-written books by people who are famous, mm-hmm. and their, their supposed personality and existence is proffered and then the book follows it, and the people rush there because of their fame, and then they get a result that's, well, a mixed review. But 
The question is, do they even read it or are they going there in order to enjoy some of that fame? Uh, I don't know. It, the The place of quality work out here has been long argued for ever since the dawn of, you know, <laughs> placing art in public places. Right. right. Uh, <clears throat> you know, the quality, the quality of the work does not speak for itself. It has right. to be spoken for. And that that is a a bit of a reply to your question in mm-hmm. that who's going to speak for it, how are they going to speak for it, and then who's going to hear them speak. Mm-hmm. Mostly that's a function of a very few things. One, your lineage. In other words, your attachment to people that can take you there. Right. and cronyism are huge today, mm-hmm. as they've always been, and the second one is money, a function of money. Can you, you know, I've been fortunate enough to be able to expose myself enough on Facebook uh, with websites, active websites. That means there's a lot of activity on mm-hmm. them every day. And also on Amazon to get an array of advertised things to, quote, self-publish, unquote, mm-hmm. Uh, and self-edit, which is even more important today because the classical editors are gone. You take right. your book to a publisher, it better be a finished book mm-hmm. or damn near, or they're, they're not going to deal with it because they no longer have the legions of editors in order to turn out a refined project, or they don't want to or don't have to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then look at the result. The result is, well, you go to the grocery store, you go to the little stands where you can buy, you know, what they call mass market paperbacks. Today, right. And you see the same 20 authors. Yeah. Half of them dead. Yeah. Uh, half of them, you know, ghost written. This, you know, this Heather Graham yeah. and whatever other author is attached to it. There's Patterson. There's, there's these same authors over and over again. We're the new people. You go to uh, Barnes & Noble, you can't even get face-outs anymore. Everything's spine in. You go over to information, they say, what author do you want? You say, that's why I'm here. I don't know. I want to browse. Well, there are all the books, but I don't know where to look. Yeah. I've got to take each book out to look at the cover. And uh, and the truth is, that's because the bookstore doesn't give a shit. They're not there to sell books anyway. Right. Go over to the, you know, have a cup of coffee at Starbucks attached, and that's where we want you to be. And, and all the little answer and gifts that go with it, and we wonder what happened to the book business. Interesting. Well, the the book business has has disappeared into this branding process, and uh, and so here we are. How much money can you spend, and what is your last name, and how does it fit in? You know, if you're in Hollywood, well, I I once said in New York, and and the New York Times unfortunately was there when I said, you know, somebody said, well, how do you make as a screenwriter? And I said, well, the first thing to do is be Jewish. Yeah. And then, then be gay, mm. and then have a last name De Laurentiis, and you'll be fine. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, yeah, and they went, of course, the reporter went, this is great. Who are you? And I yeah. went, I'm about to become nobody. I, was, <laughs> I wasn't much of anybody, and now I'm going to be nobody for sure. Yeah. Because I just stood there and told the truth. And if mm. you want to tell the truth, then get a soapbox. Just yeah. Go to your main intersection. Two hours later, you'll be naked, and three hours, you'll be in custody, and in four hours, you'll be in prison. Uh, You know, as Jack Nicholson said, you know, you can't handle the truth. Yeah. Well, the truth is this is not a society nor a a system of cultures on this planet that's founded on the truth. It's founded on duplicity, Mm -hmm. and it's required. Right. And if you, you know, and if you say you don't lie, then you fit right in. Okay, that was the biggest lie of the day that you told. Yeah. Uh, but that's a long answer for yeah. what you asked. Well, you, 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 you actually, I, I think now that Barbara probably understands the question better because you, you did it better. Barb, your experiences on this topic, can you share some of them? Yeah, it's a, it's a chicken and egg thing. And I think with... I think it's slightly different with nonfiction and fiction. So the people I work with in nonfiction are generally business owners, speakers, uh, coaches, whatever, mm-hmm. who are using the who are using the book to market okay. their business. Okay. So they've got their persona out there, and they're 
they're either going to give the book away or they're going to just use it as a back of the room thing. Right. So for them, the book is secondary. Okay. In, okay. in that regard. For fiction, I think people go for the story, but once they find an author they like, they keep reading their stuff. They go look for other books by that author. Right. So you do need to have that persona out there, and it doesn't necessarily have to be you. A lot of people have pen names and, mm-hmm. and what have you, So, but you do need to have some sort of presence. But they have to find you first. Right. And if, if putting yourself out there a little bit makes it easier for people to find you, then that's all the better. Okay. And that's where the hundred thousand comes into play. Yeah, this yeah. is what you need to have available. Right. Exactly. You know, the people on the call may or may not know Jim. Jim and I have known each other more than a few weeks, and we do have totally different modus of operandi. Except, I think we have some values that are shared very closely, and of course, I feel that. The advantages today that weren't available 20, 30 years ago with what we call social media and with what we call the Internet can be an asset to an author who wants to dedicate some time, energy, and capital. Jim mentions capital, and yes, Jim has spent capital. Okay, There's no question about it. But actually, recently, we've been talking about the fact that now uh, posts on social media generate great activity organically. Now, yes, if you want to throw money at them, they will be better. But then you well, sort yeah, of, but Chuck, yeah. you know, it's taken us how many years to build up a core of around 10,000 followers? Yeah, well, 12,789. Yeah, we have that many core followers, but it's Mm -hmm. taken years to do that, and it's taken six figures to do that. Yeah, yeah. And now we can back off because, well, we always get those core followers, and you can then begin to expand out from that without quite such a layout in gross capital. Which is, now, the name of this show is You Can Build It, Your Business. And what I've been trying to emphasize or throw out the concept that authors and other creatives, musicians and so on, should, if if they're going to stay independent and not go with traditional publishing and so on and so forth, you almost have to be willing to learn some business skills or business mindset. And if you were going to open a restaurant today, number one, I can guarantee you, you're not going to make profit the first day, but you have to be prepared and know up front that you are going to put a capital expenditure to that project or don't open the restaurant. Now, I'm not saying should you write the book or not. You know, I'm, Again, I'm not the author here. You guys are the published people. But I look at it from a different viewpoint. Yes, you do have to have that budget. And in talking privately with people who write good stuff, they don't have a plan. They, they, they have the concept that if I write a great book, the world is going to come to it. Now, you guys all kill me here and tell me I'm full of crap, but... But I'm, I'm wondering if, if we spend a little time developing the, quote, business mindset. Jim has a business mindset. I know that. Uh, I have a feeling that Barbara does because her consultant business, you know, she's a, she, she, she knows the real estate business in Florida real well, <laughs> which is a business. Right. And, and Scott, what, what, if you don't mind, what, what's your background? I mean, what prompted you to write this book? You just wanted to or, you know... Hey, yeah, I mean, I wanted to, but as a business background, um, I have a, a, a bachelor's degree, a bachelor's business degree. Yeah, and how have you applied that? Is Have you made that part of your lifestyle? I mean, you know, whatever you learned, have you carried it forward, or are you doing something totally different? Um, you know, it's, it's a combination. It's, uh, uh, you know, what you get taught in school it is, is great for school. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it got me. You know, you know, I'm, I'm happy to say, I'm proud to say, pat myself on the back. I graduated summa cum laude. Good, good. Uh, yeah, but what that does in the what that means in the real world is, you know, I can take my diploma and either hang it on my wall, 
or I could use it in the fireplace to start my fire. Mm-hmm. So, um, so you've you've made it you've made it yourself. In other words, it wasn't your degree that uh, allowed you to live the lifestyle to which you've become accustomed, right? Um. Well, um, I, I'm still not living the lifestyle that I've become accustomed to. <laughs> so, uh, you, know, it, it's, you know, you said, and, and I listened to Barbara, and I listened to Jim, and, you know, I have a, I have a little bit of a different take on it. Okay. You know, um, yeah, you know, you can ask the magic fairies to come in and 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 you know create your book as a as a bestseller, um, but it's not about magic fairies and it's not about you know uh, 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 and, and things like that. It's about focus. Okay. Where is your focus? Where is your belief in yourself and in your book and 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 and, and in what you want to do and is what you're doing what you should be doing? Uh huh. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, and and so that has to be a part of it also. Yeah, it's great to have a business background. It's great to um, know how to market and how to advertise. And 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 you know, I'm, I'm, I've got a few books. Or I'm getting a few books about how to advertise on Facebook and on and on uh, um, on Amazon. Mm-hmm. It's not just it's not just the money. It's also smart. Okay. You know, um, how do you take that money and where do you know Jim touched on that? Yeah. Um, yeah. The big publishers are going to say, "Oh, you've written this book, and so this is where you need to market it." Mm-hmm. And well, the publishers know that. I don't know that. Okay. Okay. So I get some books out, and I find out, and I try a few things. You know, the great thing is now that uh, uh, most of it is now what's called a. Um, um, uh, 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 click to pay. Yeah. Right. So, 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 uh, in order to pay, and then you also get to choose how much you pay. You know, ten cents per click, a dollar per click, or whatever. Oh, okay. That, um, that kind of advertising. Yeah, see, you're talking about. Right. Yeah. So you get to choose, that, especially on Facebook and 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 Amazon, is, is, are, are good for that. Right. So, um, I need to find out who my audience is, and 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 so on. So it's not just about business, it's also how I feel about what I'm doing and how much I'm focusing on what I'm doing. Well, I um, couldn't agree with you more on right. what I you mean, just it, said it, it, as an author. But, you know, as, you know, I, I, I'm absolutely brilliant in the, ex, the exercise of my business acumen and I can put a label on it. His name is Chuck Bartok. <laughs> okay, I don't have it. I I live in my novels. I live to write. I can be really demanding about business, yeah. but I don't want to go through the process. I want the result, but I can't sit still to do the process. I want to dive back into my fictional worlds, and uh, and I'm really good at it. That. And I know that. I know that's where my talent is. Mm-hmm. And and I know that I, you know, whether I properly brew and put my, you know, uh, boosting in this special area and isolate that part of the group, and then this is the result. I get so many organic, and I get so many paid for. And, you know, Chuck goes crazy over that shit. <laughs> and, and, um, and I sit there and listen to him, and he's going, you're not really being excited by this, are you? And I said, well, yes, I am. No, you're not. He knows me. I'm lying. <laughs> yeah, I'm we, lying. yeah we, we're not the typical. Um, <laughs> no, but I think, I think that more people need to recognize that we are typical of those who might succeed by first saying, here's what I don't like don't, and probably won't do. Uh, even though, you know, my family's survival and everything else might be at stake, I just don't do it. And yet people say, oh, you're really smart. You can do that. Yeah, I probably could. I don't. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and so I have a very much of a need to have that and then to accept the fact that I need to, I need to accept that Chuck is as important in my equation of success as I am. Mm-hmm. And so there, yes, it is my belief in my work. It is my, my talent in my work, but also the acceptance that I'm not good at that shit. 
for the other stuff. I think every author in the world would love to hand out the marketing of their book to somebody like Chuck and just say, please just run with this. Yeah, and everybody can't, though, Barbara. I know. Well, yeah. <laughs> that's, you know, and There's you only so much Jewish, Chuck to go around. You can't be Jewish, gay, and be Laurentis either. <laughs> this business is only open to about 3% of those who are not tied in in some family way. Most yeah. published authors went to graduate school with the uh, with the publisher's daughter. Right. Or yeah. they're, they're a cousin. You know, I, I yeah. stood up at a screenwriter's convention once and I said, I'm a publisher. Make believe I'm a producer. I have a million dollars to pay for a screenplay. I've got a stack of great screenplays to my left and I can give a million dollars to somebody I don't know or I can give it to my nephew. Which screenplay is going to win? Exactly. Okay, that's why you are, your screenplays are not getting published. You're not the nephew. Okay, and that's most of Hollywood. Not part of it, most of it. And so there are, there's a small crack open for talent because they don't have hearts and minds in Hollywood or in New York, and they have to rent those. Mm-hmm. And so if you can be one of those few people to get through the door that doesn't have those things, then you have to think about these things like exposure and boosting and how to slave your Facebook uh, sites with your with your web pages to, and then how to con Amazon out of any money, and, and you know how to how to winnow your way through these little subcontracting contracts. And yeah. Chuck the, Chuck is a wizard at it, and I I just get mad at it. What do you mean I can't have a nook? And, uh, you know, uh, and some other electron. What do you mean I can't sell my book on my own site? I've given that away. Yeah. They come up with all of this shit. I just saw an audiobook company that says, you know, we'll do this. We'll take 70% of everything. Yes. Oh, by the way, you pay for everything. And we'll take 70%. And, oh, you can't sell it yourself. Right. What? Right. I don't think it's so. Just, it's astounding. But, you know, that's that part of the business is very harsh because... Well, there's a small audience out there that loves great work, but it isn't nearly as big as we think it is, and it doesn't consist of most of the people in the business. Mm-hmm. Okay, the, the, Your editors and your publishers are never going to like their work, even if they say they do. They're like car people. They don't give a shit whether it's a Ferrari or a Yugo. Yeah, you sell How much one. can I make out of that son of a bitch? Right. That's right. Uh, exactly. That's right. And so there you have it. So I'm sorry. Hey, Chuck? Yes. Chuck? Yes, Scott. Yeah, can I uh, read something? I know I posted this on one of our uh, Facebook pages that uh, I know you saw, but um, I uh, this is a letter that I received from uh, an author named Tony Vigorito. Can okay. I mention his name? Sure, yeah. Okay. Uh, he's an author. He's got three critically acclaimed novels out there. Um, he's not a bestseller best-selling author, and of, of course, if you're critically acclaimed, that's usually the death of, yeah. of something, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately, but um, this is what he wrote me. Um, he gave some advice on, on, on writing itself, and then he says, and write for its own sake and the pleasure it provides. Literary success has more to do with luck than most people will admit. In the meantime, write exactly the type of novel you would love to read, and more than that, write your own favorite novel. Anything less than that, and it's not yet finished, for writing is nothing if it's not a meditation on one's own psyche. That that falls into what I have been trying to share on this program. Because if you follow that rule, which Jim is an example, Barbara's an example, Scott, you others, you know, I, I haven't read your book entirely, so I got to get back to that. But then, when you've done that, one thing that we all have to realize is that there are large numbers of people that think and like what you like. Remember he, Vig, Vig, Vigorito just said, you know, write what you feel and all that stuff, mm-hmm. okay? Right. Now, with social media, this is what's amazed me. I'm new to this. I'm, you know, I didn't grow up in this business. I didn't start social media till it started, you know, basically. And it hasn't been that long. But what we as authors or, or you folks as authors can do is find out where people who think like I do hang out. And that's where you would then focus your direction. Mm 
instead of trying to sh- take the shotgun and and scatter it you see right. and w- what i see on the internet barbara y- you you get paid for this consulting too many people are shotgunning this stuff you know th- they buy an ad okay i I'll, I'll give you an example jim has written some excellent work focused on Hawaii, because not only did he work there with the CIA, he grew up in Hawaii, okay? Now, now, we posted on Facebook some chapters of a book that's focused on Hawaii. And guess, now, boosting a post, you know, is not creating an ad. It's just putting the post up. And the post was sending you to that chapter at the website, because the goal is to take people to Jim's website, because they can buy books there, Okay. Now, we only boosted that to people in a certain age group who happen to live in Hawaii (laughs) and have different ethnic backgrounds, okay? That's how narrow it went. You see what I mean? Right. And and so let's assume – now, Jim loves to write about Hawaii. He's got great short stories and novels about Hawaii. Okay. Let's say that that number, that that reach, but let's say we paid $50 and we reached 2,000 people, okay? Those 2,000 people are probably going to act, make a decision. They're going to go to the website. They're going to read the chapter, and they're going to want more. And, and, and I've seen people, people have called me and they said, well, I just boosted it and I got absolutely nothing out of it. And I said, who did you boost it to? And they say, what? I boosted it to people in the United States between the ages of 18 and 65. <laughs> I, I, I hope I was clear on that. And, 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 and that's one thing that was not available to authors 20 years ago. <laughs> Come on in, Barb. Barb, did you have something to say? Did everybody leave me? No, no I'm still here. Oh, okay, okay. I thought Barbara said something in the background. But, I mean, that's what, you know, I'm glad Jim's here today because he puts it real. He, he you know, people say, um, I, I want to publish my book, but, you know, the editor wanted a $500. I mean, if you're in business and writing and publishing a book is in business. Exactly. It, 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 but, but you know, and I love creatives. Uh, Jim and I worked with a young man who we thought at that time, and I think he still is if he's alive, a wonderful entertainer. And that's all he wanted to do was entertain. He was a piss poor manager, wasn't he, Jim? <laughs> And, and, and you had to ride herd on him to keep him, you know, in the, out of the wrong places and everything else. But now Jerry Velasco, who's another entertainer from our old neighborhood in San Clemente, God love him, who was in movies with Robert Redford, wrote I don't know how many millions of songs, and is a great entertainer. But Jerry managed his own business and has managed it well. He's not worldwide. Nobody's ever heard Jerry Velasco's name unless you looked at the credits of a few movies, okay? Or went to the Linda the Gell house and sang at the piano bar. <laughs> but actually, he's done some great work. Um, so, But he did know how to manage himself as a business person. Not only was he an entertainer, but he was... A business person. So I guess that's what I'm ranting about, and I don't know if it's worthwhile or not. But uh. it, it, it's um, you know, the, the, the two usually don't go together unless yeah. you're a businessman writing a business book. Well, that's like Barbara's talking about. You know, that's a right. different story. Right. Exactly. Um, the two usually don't go together. Yeah. Um, it's it, it, most creatives I know, most, not all, but most creatives I know have business sense of a rock. Okay? And, and that's putting it nicely, okay? Most business people I know, and again, I'm saying most, I'm not saying all, but most business people I know um, have the creative side of a rock. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> My wife will take to that. I mean, <laughs> she knows me too well. Right. But it's 
but but they can coexist. It's just that until recently, with the you know, and and I'm one. Until recently, and Bob's one. Um, the, uh, uh, the 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 just the explosion of self-published authors. Mm-hmm. The, the two hasn't needed to coexist. Okay. Um, you know, you have people like Tom Robbins or Stephen King or Patterson or or, or uh, Heather Graham and all those, and, and and you know they were picked up by publishers and and all they had to do was write their books and get them edited and send them to the publisher and that was it. Yeah. No, you forgot something. <laughs> you forgot so, their last name, their sexual orientation, and all that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and you know it, it, it's a te- I don't know if it's terrible or not, but it is true. I, I, both I know Jim's knows Hollywood, and I had to. I, I met that group from a different way, but it's true. It's true in so many things. It's true in the corporate world for crying out loud. You know, it's true in the law profession. <laughs> Uh, there's a lot of great lawyers out there, but uh, who do you think's going to get the job at the law firm? You know, the prestigious law firm. It probably isn't based purely on talent. Well, mythology kills so many uh, great talents. I mean, because you think it's you. I mean, you you don't realize that if you if you send in your book after May, the publishers don't have any more money to add right. any new new purchases for the rest of the year. But they're not going to tell you that. Instead, they're going to send your work back and say it doesn't measure up. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, you dump it in the trash can and believe them. You think yeah. you're not a great author. Well, you, they can't tell you they're out of money. Yeah. yeah. So most people don't know that. Don't submit your work after May. It's, you know, the, the one thing that you know Tony you know, said in that letter was that there's more to luck about this than, than, than what most people want to, to think. More on luck? Is, is that what you said, luck? The... Yeah, the, the, there's more luck to getting something published or making it as an author mm-hmm. than most people want to think. Now, I don't okay. think it's all luck. Yeah. I don't think it's all luck. But how many, you know, what, what, what I look at, how many authors out there, I mean, how many books and how many authors out there that, like I said, Tony's critically acclaimed. He's got three critically acclaimed novels, and he's never been on the New York Times bestsellers list. As far but as I know. It, let me ask this question: Do you know if he is daily selling books? Well, he's he's um, he's got a, a, a publisher. Oh, no, I understand that. Uh, but no, is, no, is he selling yeah, books I'm daily? Pretty, I mean, are his I'm books pretty, selling? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he is. Okay. Um, because he has, um, I hooked up with him on another author's website, on Tom Robbins' website, uh-huh. okay? And that's where I hooked up with Tony, and that's where I found out about his books. And then and then I hooked up with Tony, and I just started asking him questions, yep. and he's been very nice. So, so you, um, you engaged, you see. That, 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 that's, I'm glad you said that, because I honestly believe one of the positive things that Jim's organization has done and his mindset, people comment on his work on the website because he's touched them. You see what I mean? I mean, he's the people who are going to the website are people who want to go to the website because they're interested in that which he wrote, okay? Right, exactly. The interesting thing is there have been 12,700 comments on that website but here is something I had a person flat out tell me. He said, after asking me, well, how can I be, let's just say, how can I be like Jim? So I gave him some ideas. And he said, do you think I have the time to answer those comments? Well, I'm going to share with you, Jim Strauss is a busy person. Jim Strauss does not work eight to five. Right. Yet those comments on his website have been answered personally. Everyone. Now, do you think that? Do you think that helps create a tribe? Do you think? Does anybody think that helps create camaraderie or people who want to buy? <laughs> you know. But remember, I'm I'm sort of uh, an exotic in the subject matter. Well, and in that realized that when we okay. started, and you know, and also, you know. 
like I said, my core is only around twelve to 15,000 people. And right. I figure, you know, to get lucky as this, he's right, there's, got, there's luck involved. Mm-hmm. It's like the lottery. Until I probably have a core of around 150,000, I don't really have a shot of being exposed enough to get a major, major publisher. Right. And but, so but, I've got to be 10 times bigger than I am. Yeah. In order to get lucky, unless I really got lucky, I mean, sort of like the guy who wrote Eddie Weir, who wrote The Martian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, yeah, he he was uh, supposedly he ended up selling twenty two thousand books on Amazon for ninety nine cents a piece. Right. Before he got picked up uh, by a major, you know, and then of course got picked up for film and. And uh, and and then wrote more and proved he was a one book wonder. Yeah. Uh, but still, in all, you know, you've got to have an exposure before you can get lucky. In other words, you have to be out there for someone to notice you, mm-hmm. and that's hard. Yeah, we have to expose ourselves. <laughs> we have to walk down the street naked, guys. Hey, Chuck, I've got to go. So okay, okay, you. Jim. Thank you very much, Jim. I appreciate you being here. And 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 I know where you're going. You're going to go get another chapter done. <laughs> Okay, Jim's gone. But, but, on on that note, it's also like the woman, uh, I think she was a woman, uh, who wrote, uh, what was it, Fifty Shades of Grey? Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, it was see, terrible. Uh, <laughs> I mean, critics trashed it. Mm-hmm. Um, most, but she struck a nerve somewhere. Yeah. She put, she put it on Goodreads. Yeah. She had like 20,000 reads on Goodreads. Yeah. And... Uh, and then all of a sudden she gets picked up, and now it's a and then it's a motion picture. I mean, yeah. really, seriously? Yeah. Um, and and, and you it's know, not, I, it, you know, it's not Ursh, it's not the Count of Monte Cristo. And it's not even the the the, the Count of Monte Cristo. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Well, well you know, I, I'm I'm going to close the program because because the wife just came in from her walk and said it's that time again, and because I, I never look at clocks, but. The one, and I'm glad Jim came here because he did lay some things out that I tend to forget sometimes, because I am a peddler, okay, and I think, what can I do to peddle more stuff? Now, I'm excited that he steadily sells 15 to 30 books a day through all venues, okay. I understand that in the book business, that's not much, but but I mean, so so you see where my mindset is. You, you know what I mean? I say, well, that's pretty nice. You know, I start, you know, 20, 30, sometimes on a day we'll get 35 books sold, paperback and digital, paperback outsells digital. So those excite me because I look at numbers. You know, I look at how many people did we reach, what kind of decision will they make. The other thing that I've learned is people who hang out on the website don't buy the first day. But if we keep bringing them back to his author website with intriguing tidbits, which means quality, okay, if they hang out there, the odds are more people are going to flip the coin and say yes. And and we have in the comments section now people who we didn't solicit this say, you know, I bought my first book three months ago, and I want to let you know I just ordered five copies of book two to send to my friends. You know, people buying books as gifts, okay? Right. Well, that, that again, I believe, is the result of building the tribe. And I use that word, Jim uses that word in his editorials, and I think that's something that... Most authors, if they have the inclination to be in control of their authorship, the results of their work, they do have to dedicate some time, energy, and possibly some capital to that end goal. You mentioned, Scott, that you've learned a lot in the last year or so uh, about your own book, right? Exactly. And, And, uh, you know... What I plan on doing with my next book, the one that's at the editor's now, is I'm planning on doing a lot of the things that I've learned. Okay, good. Okay, I'm, I'm planning on starting with that one because I really want to get my first book re-edited. Okay, good, good. Um, it's uh, um, My first book I basically self-edited, and I'd like to get it professionally edited now that I know a little bit more. Right. 
I, I, I'm going to throw a curve at not remember these remember people listen to this six months from now. You know what I mean? I mean, this isn't a fleeting glance. Uh, this show is, you know, 300 and what did I say? 79th episode on iTunes. People literally go to iTunes to you can build it podcast and go back to show one and just keep going to show two, three, four, five. <clears throat> so things that we say stay with people for a long time. One thing that has worked, I know it worked, is that we publish chapters as written on the author site. Books that haven't been published. And it was, I believe tonight Jim will finish the next chapter of the third book, 30 Days. Now, we learned that our readers are gung-ho, we appreciate but do you realize that when we're finished, the book is edited? Because if I went to the, you know, of those comments that I mentioned, you can't believe out of the 1,792 12, comments, how many of them say, check paragraph four, you left off a quotation mark. That's the guy's comment. See what I mean? So the readers are looking at Jim's work because they're excited about it, but then are looking at it with a more discerning eye than Jim would when he typed it. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. So I, I'm going to throw this out. People say it doesn't work. You know, you're full of crap. It's a waste of time and energy. But if a author is currently working on a book, I would suggest that they post chapter and then you use social media to drive people to that traffic i mean to that site you see and and jim's right this didn't happen we started out with a hundred people who liked the page on facebook it now has twelve thousand a hundred and some our newspaper facebook page has about twelve thousand people and those were not purchased likes you know i mean we didn't go out and wholesale buy likes but we always ask our friends on social media, please share. If you like this, share it. You see what I mean? Mm -hmm. So who are they going to share it to? They're going to share it to somebody who's their friend who probably has the same taste that they do. Because we know we surround ourselves and we are the product of probably five people that we hang with. I mean, we're like them, right? Plus or minus in income, plus or minus in family and marital status and everything else. I didn't give credit to uh, Dave Reby is with us from Chicago, Dave, and I'm just about ready to leave. I'm sorry I didn't see you there. Oh, it's okay. I kind of jumped in late to put my mind, so all of a sudden I realized, no, the call's going. <laughs> okay. And then Lori's here also. Good afternoon, Lori. Hi, Chuck. I'm glad that you joined us, and just I'm going to have to because she did tell me. Scott, thank you very much for joining us. We thank Barbara Grassi also, Dave Reby in Chicago, Lori in Missouri, and uh, Gerardo, you're still out there, eh? Yeah, can you hear me? Yes, did you learn anything today? Of course. Huh? Of course. I had a little. I have a little bit different focus, so I, I hear a lot about sales. But like for me, it's like the creation of the art. It's, yes, I it's do. Like a Van Gogh, he didn't sell any paintings at all until after his death. Yeah, well, and he didn't benefit like, from that, but he enjoyed painting them, right? Yeah, so like some people, it's about like the creations, but I but I do need to get more involved in that other aspect. Well, I, I think you will when your contract is up, Gerara. I mean, you're pretty oh, much like, hogtied right now. Yeah, like the agent said, then he's like, well, you won't be in Walmart. You won't be here. You won't be yeah. there. Well, you know, I, I, I kept asking you the question privately. How many books has Walmart sold for you? Maybe a few hundred at the most. A few hundred at the most. You just heard me say that Jim is selling... 15, 20 books a day. I mean, I mean, I'm not saying that to make you feel bad. But he's not Walmart. <laughs> I, 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 go ahead. I, I have another question, not that I'm against Walmart. How many people go to Walmart 
who are interested in the deep subjects that you write about. Yeah, that's why I'm surprised they even picked it up. Yeah, I, I, I am too. But, I mean, you know, I, I just can't see a whole bunch of Walmart shoppers saying, uh, seeing, oh, world transformation I or <clears throat> peace in the mindset of hell. That sounds like a great book. There's no naked women on the front. You, you know what I mean. <laughs> I'm not trying to be funny. <laughs> but, hey, guys, I'm going to have to leave. Thank you all very much. Uh, let's go out and have a great day tomorrow because we know there's mo- no alternative. Tell your friends about the show. It's been here every Monday. Well, not always on Monday, but it'll be back next week. And we're going to you know, work this subject again. Uh, Scott, I really appreciate your input today, Gerara. And, of course, Dave and Lori, we didn't give them much a chance, and uh, Barbara Grassi and James Strauss. Uh, do you have a website, Scott? No, not at the moment. Okay. Let's you and I talk about that, okay? <laughs> oh, yeah, I'd love to. <laughs> okay. Uh, drop me a Facebook uh, message, okay? I will. All right. Thank you all very much. We'll get together again next week. Bye-bye. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com.